Welcome to the band, though. We trapping out right now. Word. Right now. Right now. Welcome to the bando. Trap, trap, trap. Um, you. Okay, maybe me too. We owe everybody an apology. You better not have that. Nope. See, I already. We owe everybody an apology. The sound, that's the sound of the bus. We so. got some hate mail. You know that, right? What we got hate mail for? For the late episode last week. For reals? We got some they, people who drive to work. Who was counting on that Tuesday morning show? They was on our bumper. That was buddy. really not happy. Like I got some emails from. I, like I didn't realize the show was, was so important to some people. Hey, hey, my man, look, look, look. I'm gonna say somebody was snowed in. I don't know who it was, but it wasn't me. Shaggy voice. I never used the snow as my excuse. Okay. Okay. Well, for anybody who was inconvenienced by us putting the show out late, we are sorry. We got Kelly with us today. She gonna be chilling with us. Coach Kelly, as she's known in the community. <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know that, Q? Coach K. She's Coach K in the community. Coach K. She be winning football championships. Football championships. Coach K. Stuff. Well, that's, that's, how she gets, that's how she gets down with her life. Mm. Well, congratulations, Coach K. Thank you. And Kelly probably <laughs> nice knows like you. half the people that listen because Kelly knows every fucking body in Vancouver. Literally, oh, you a, Van, you a Vancouver spokesperson? She said, I speak for the people of Vancouver. You speak Vancouver. No. <laughs> hey, it's cool. You know, like, you know, you was here on the days of the hoop and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hoop dances. Yeah. All that. Go. All that. Oh, shit. Golden All Skate. Yeah. Oh, dang. Golden Skate. Go. Oh, my oh, my God. Hey, listen, listen, listen. the listen. Bagley Center after Golden Skate? The Bagley Center? I, well, I wasn't there. <laughs> I, was, I was never there. You, you, the way you look at says you was there. Right, you look good. I was never there. I was never there. Oh, <laughs> man. You know what? You know what? We sat across the street from the I'm going to save you like this. <laughs> Bro, that was where we sat across the street from. <laughs> 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 it was right across the street. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Right yes, there. Yes, I remember. Right there. <laughs> Right there. <laughs> well, we was never there, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, we stayed across the street. We wasn't there. <laughs> he never crossed that street one time. Uh, I wasn't crossing the street. Well, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't there, there. You know? Well, also, we got Skylar Ray and hey. Kayla with us today. We gonna find out what new music they're working on. And we'll get an update on the Portland music scene. That should be a good interview, man. Definitely. I think it'll be a good vibe. He's all about positive things. and Good energy. If you listen to his catalog of music, he's a, he's a dude that pushes positive stuff. So, <coughs> I appreciate him. And we, we appreciate him to the audience, or maybe a lot of you have already heard of him. After that, we're going to talk about coming back after you've hit rock bottom. Coming back. After rock bottom, Ooh. what's rock the mindset? Bottom. The Rock says there's no coming back person. from the rock bottom. <laughs> 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 it's over after that. After the Rock hit you, the rock bottom is one, two, three. You're out. No, that was, no. <laughs> that was terrible. We all laughed. <laughs> Why are you going in on my jokes? I told you I don't write this. This is not me. 
It's episode 15. We got a great show coming up. It's the Bando. Trap, trap, trap. All right, so we got Skylar Ray in the house today. Yes, sir. All right, trapping with the Bando. Trap, trap, trap. Still trying to find Bob, though. (laughs) (laughs) He really asked me about Bob. Bro. So you bought so like I had a couple people ask me about Bob. And then I thought about it, I was like, I was like, oh Bob Bando. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I know you. Bob. I, I, I was like, oh Bob's not real, but Bob's real, bro. Like, you feel me? Like, there's no real Bob. Bob. You on social media. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But his name ain't Bob. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know what? I like I was just telling you. I got turned on to your music mm. because of the motivational message. Thank you. And just because it's so uplifting, I got some of your stuff on my workout playlist. That's dope. I got That's some dope. of your stuff on my grinding playlist yeah. for when I'm getting busy. You know what I'm saying? And I got some of your stuff on just my sit around the house and chill playlist. That's dope. So what I really want to do today is just find out about you. Absolutely. Like, you guys are obviously doing big things. Thank you. Amazing things. Like, you recently got out of jail, right? Yeah, I got out of prison uh it all started getting out of prison and just uh, just focusing, man. I wasted a lot of time in my life, and it's it's just that I'm trying to move forward, and it's like I realize I'm 30 now, um, and I realize that I actually do have a talent, but not only that, but these are dreams that I've had since 10 years old. And so it's like I would just kick myself in my butt if I if later down the road thinking about what if I actually tried or what if, what if. You know, if I would have gave it my that, all, yeah, yeah, I don't want to sit that, there. That's, like, that's I could always sell dope. The game's always there. I could always get high. The game's always there. And so, you know, I've been out, and I've been cleaning sober since. And it's just like, I, I just came out of prison focused. Uh, you know, I was locked up different times, but for about five years total, I spent years sleeping on the side of the road. Uh, I wasted a lot of my 20s. And so it's like, it's just that passion that I have for music and these dreams that I know I could hustle and go get. Um, it, it was just it would just kill me. I would sit there in my cell every night and think about what am I doing? Why am I wasting my time? Why am I powerless to this situation? And so when I got out, I was like, hey, I'm going for it. Clean and sober, priorities on right, and I'm getting that dream no matter who tells me I can't do it, I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah. So, yeah. How old are you? Thirty. Okay. I just turned thirty. Okay. So it's happy it's, birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your thirties. Yeah. All right. So okay. Um what did you what did you originally get locked up for um well a lot of it's all drug charges um my first charge ever was 18 i i was being like the paper boy and we're like hitting lakes going around hitting lakes yeah Uh, but besides that uh everything else is all dope related okay uh you know i got i got probation on that one i was like 18 19 and then since then i became homeless at like 19 you know um and so i was sleeping on the side of the road uh downtown portland in the doorways uh, you know, getting high, selling drugs. So everything was all centered around. You know, I I go to go to jail for like six weeks or like six months. Get out for like three days. Get caught up again because I want to go check in. All the cops know you downtown. Yeah, yeah. And you go right back for nine months and come back out. Do like a week out, go back in. Uh, it's just all drug stuff. That's okay. that's all it was. So how'd you get clean from that? Uh, well, this recent time, uh, I had a few years clean. See, I think a lot of it is. Um, I know my potential, what I can do when I'm, when I'm, you know, 
clean and healthy and my mind's on the right track. Uh, I, had a, I had about a year clean before, like in 2013 or 14. And then I started drinking, right? I got a, I got a good job. I, you know, I was in society and I was like seeing that I can do it. Got an apartment, was doing this, moving up. It was all sales, you know. Uh, you know, they put me on salary. I was wearing suits to work, doing this and this. But I was drinking. I let that all get to my head and I got big headed. And then I was, uh, you know, just wasn't doing everything I was supposed to be doing. I was treating the ones that, that loved me like crap. I was becoming arrogant, things like that. And so like that went all out the window. And then, and then I went through a breakup and then I went back into my drug addiction. So I felt like I, I was more being clean the last time for the girl I was with. And so as soon as that went out the window, I was like, well, I might as well go back out there and start getting high and selling drugs. Right. 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 Uh, so this last time when I got arrested, uh, I was just sitting there thinking how much time I was wasting and how much, you know, luck I've had with music beforehand. And, you know, I figured, hey, now's the time to do it. Uh, I Honestly, I, I stay home a lot. I don't go out. Uh, I don't go kick it with people. If I ain't leaving the house for music business or to like sell some merch, I'm not leaving the house. I, 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 even if you're my friends, I don't I don't go meet up to go hang out with people. I don't do that. I stay at home. I save money, and I work on my craft. So I think that's something that that everybody in this room could relate to yeah. because it's something yeah. I noticed that for people who have been on that side of life, yeah. once you get somewhere and you doing better you feeling better yeah. you realize what you need and what you don't need and yeah. who you need and who <laughs> yeah. you need yeah and what seeds yeah. you need that's like that's like yeah. for me now like when I was younger I used to try to wild out mm -hmm. alright try <laughs> my man alright I used to be a little bit crazy and you know and for me as I've gotten older I'm the same way like yeah. now I'm not leaving the house. My, my office is two blocks from here. That's dope. So I walk to work. I walk home. I literally just just stay to myself, take yeah. care of my kids, and just, you know what I'm saying? And your music is one of the influences that motivated me. Thank you. So, so that's why I appreciate you. And, I, and I'm definitely, I definitely, your story resonates with me. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm really excited about doing the interview. He was, for came, sure. Like, to me about it like, <laughs> I, like yeah, I just found out so I didn't have time to study so you know what it's obviously a big comeback story you know yeah. what I'm saying because because you definitely was at the bottom mm -hmm. you pulled through and now I mean you got over 30,000 followers on Spotify yeah you you over like four thousand people on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Like those ain't easy numbers to hit. Nah, nah. Like it, it takes a lot of grinding. It, it takes it took a lot of grinding. And and the crazy thing is a lot of it so like a lot of people don't know, like music don't come natural to me. Like it's but my, my passion for it is overdriven and music is not natural at all. I am very when I first started I was very musically inclined. And like if you scroll back even like a year, year and a half ago, you will see I needed a lot of work to do, right? Uh, I might not even showed a lot of potential back then, but a lot of something that people couldn't measure, they couldn't gauge the heart I have in. You know, uh, for the first, I've been doing music 17 years. Um, the first, the first definitely about 15, 16 years. Uh, the, well, the first three years, I couldn't even rap on beat. I didn't even know what that was. People were like, you sound off. I was like, I was like 12 years old, 13. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I just figured it sounded weird because it wasn't professional. Then I thought I was rapping on beat for all these years, right? I was not rapping on beat, right? <laughs> and uh, this is all the way into like getting out of prison. Even when I was getting out of prison, I was still off beat, right? Yeah. Uh, she's helped me a lot with it. Uh, and now I know what it's like to be on beat and everything like that. And I think that comes from a lot of her training, classical training and music and everything like that. So she's a big, 
every every reason for that my success like that right uh but it was like um it, the crazy thing about it is like up till last year i was able to rap on beat and, and get it together and she'll push me to be able to make that marker right and, and it took all this time and it's like i didn't make a single dollar off my music for 16 of those years and now i'm making a comfortable living music's my only my only source of income you know, invest in the studio, invest in all the salary stuff. We just moved. Uh, we're getting ready to get like a Sprinter van. We're getting ready to go on tour. We hit 11 states last year. Okay, clap uh, it up. Yeah, I yeah, see you. Yeah, That's dope. You know, I love that. So it's cool because it's like music paid for all this. Like we're getting ready to head to Hawaii in April. We just rented a house there for a month. Uh, so it's like we're doing all this stuff, and it's cool because I never gave up on my dreams, and music allowed me to do that because I stuck with it. When people told me I was garbage, people told me I was trash. I still did it and I kept with it, right. you know, and, and it's crazy because when I got out of prison in 2018, December, I don't know, November 30th, 2018, when I got out, I had maybe like 50,000 plays on my YouTube, I had, I didn't even have a Spotify yet, uh, I didn't even have a, um, <coughs> all these music stats, right, and now it's like, I went that all, and I only had like 400 subscribers, and now I've got over a couple million plays online, one of my music videos just hit a million plays in a month. Uh, you know, and it's like the YouTube's up to 4,000 subscribers, the Spotify's popping. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it's, it's just, it just shows you like if you put in work and continue to grind, like don't let no one tell you you can't do it. Those are your dreams. Faith. You do it. Faith. You do it. It's Absolutely. like, you know, like I said at the beginning, like th these are dreams I had as a 10 year old kid. So I'm not going to let no one tell me I can't do it. And that overpowers everything. Like that's why like getting clean music saved my life. Like if you uh, look at my logo. It's a microphone with some wings on it, right? Mm -hmm. It's because anytime I'm getting high and, and, and running around not doing good, uh, I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not focusing on my music. But when I'm focusing on my music, my priorities are right. That's why I slap the wings on the microphone because music is my guardian angel. Isn't it crazy how it just happens? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just that one thing and it just happens. It's wild. It's, it's wild. Nuts. It's been it's been a journey. It's been uh, like. The, the benefits I've been able to reap because of it, um, it, it is crazy, and I'm just glad I never gave up. Yeah, hell yeah. That's real. Hell yeah. So who are some of your musical influences? Please get uh, out of my head. Um, <laughs> some of my musical influences. Uh, I, I grew up on Eminem. Uh, I grew up on Eminem. I, I found a fascination for his wordplay. Uh, his wordplay and the way he was able to vividly be able to paint stories together and, you know, things like that. Um, I, I kind of, and that was like kind of like the first record I got exposed to was the Marshmallows LP for hip hop, you know. And I wasn't really too big into music, like I, I like music, do this and that. But when I when I heard that, I became obsessed. I started getting all the albums, and that's all I listened to all the way from like fifth grade all the way through middle school, mostly all the way through high school, you know. Um, it was like that's all I listened to, that's all I had. But nowadays, like I like a lot of um, a lot of musical artists. I, I like uh, you know Jeezy for like trap music it made me motivated to get get out there and go get it uh you know i like Lil wayne i liked his diversity i loved his, his flow his wordplay i thought he was very witty if i could listen to your music and i could laugh out loud when i drop a punchline or something like that i like it i like Ludacris's delivery okay you know okay. um so i like that but lately i've been just obsessed with kevin gates For like the last three four maybe years that's yeah. that's mainly what i listen to i like drake okay. you know a lot of people don't give him credit because they say he don't write his stuff, whatever, and, and I don't know what it is. It's the beige right? Negro thing. Us you know? beige Negroes yeah. is accosted by society. Okay. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. Drake, whoever his team is or he's doing, they're doing something right. And that man is hit after hit after, after hit. After hit. And it don't matter if it's 
whoever writes it. No matter if the guy next door, his sister writes it, dude down the block. Who's on it? It doesn't matter. It's going right. So I listen to a lot of Drake. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. What about what about yeah. anybody underground? Is there anybody like less mainstream that you're uh, that inspires you or? You know, I'm one of those artists. When I listen to music, I get more stuck in my ways. Okay. Uh, but I would say like music, like my my boy uh, King Handsome. He's over in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Dope. Okay. Super dope. Definitely got to check him out. Um, he's fly. I like a lot of his music. And he's probably my favorite underground artist. Okay. And King Handsome. King Handsome. I'm trying life. to think. What's, What's the your track host? you got with him? Uh, I got uh, Hold Me Down. I got Hold Me Down. That Hold Me Down. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. And then we got King Hustle was the first one that we did. He actually contacted me and, and flew me out. Uh, paid me for the track. Flew me out. Put us up in a hotel. So this is how he took care of us. Look, he flew us out. Uh, put money in our pocket. Put us in a, uh, the Airbnb. And then gave us one of his cars while he was out there. Yo. And like took care of us, right? And 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 I respect him because I see a lot of people say they do music, but the grind's just different, right? Like when you see someone who moves just as hard as you do or harder, you're like, I got, I want that on my team. So that's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. we work as a team, and he, we just inspire each other. We we always have goals. We always have things. What are you doing today? What are you doing this? And this man is just dropping heat. So much more records. I'm I'm trying to play catch up on him. So if you think I'm moving. I'm, he be hit me. I got this new one. I'm like, you just send it to me. He's like, no, no, that was another one. This guy, I'm like, dude. <laughs> so he's moving, and, and he invested in himself. So that's that's probably. You said King Handsome. King Handsome. King yeah. Handsome. He got the blue and the blonde corner. Yeah, yeah. I know of him because of you. Yeah. I yeah. seen the video y'all did. Uh-huh. I, that's my guy. And um, who's the other one? Um, Hustle. Hustle. Uh, King Hustle. King yeah, Hustle. King Hustle. That was the first record. Okay. So we went out there. Uh, GK shot the video. Uh, it was my first time in. Uh, not the East Coast, but uh, it was the first time we went to flew out to Rhode Island, Providence, and then we shot some of it in Twin Falls, Mississippi, um, and then we like went up to Boston and stuff. But it was it was a fun trip. So you all over That's the place, That's cool, man. right? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You, you definitely getting it done, and you did the track with Bizarre and D12. That Bizarre and D12. That was yep. very yep. different from from what you normally. Know. I gotta be honest with you, okay? When, when I when I first started watching that video, okay, I was on your channel uh-huh. watching watching videos and stuff. Uh-huh. And then that came up, right? Yeah. And I had to like stop it and look. I was like, "Is this guy right?" Uh, yeah. Like, wait a second. This ain't his shit. Wait. Oh. Oh. Okay. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that is like it's, it's so it's, different. It's one hundred percent different. But I gotta give you credit. Yeah. You did it. You, you did a good job. Thank you. You, you Thank definitely you. did a good job. If we if we if we are in the era of talking about who body who on a verse. I would say Bizarre had the worst first one that shit. I, I, I agree so. I believe so. I believe so. But I'm biased in that respect because I like you more than Thank I like you. him. Thank you. So, okay. And well, here's the thing. Back in the day, like this is 2016 when that went down, um, I hit up Bizarre. Uh, I just hit him up on Instagram. Uh, yeah, Instagram. And I was like, hey, what da 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 da. So we started talking. I was like, you want to do a track? So we ended up getting that taken care of. I sent him the track. He sent it back. I already knew Bizarre would be on some weird stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he sent that track back, and I was like, okay. Ooh, and, then, and then I sent it to, uh, I was like, maybe I could work with it. And then I sent it to Mike Bars, and I don't know if you guys know Mike Bars. I do. Okay, so I sent it to him, and then he laid down his verse, and he said all this stuff about the grandma, and this, this, Yeah, and oh, my God. Like, like, when he said the grandma, I'm like, oh, whoa, yeah, hold on. Yeah. I, I'm not easily, I'm not easily, easily yeah, offended cringe. or yeah. shook. I, I don't cringe easy, and then I was like, oh, shit. It was wild. Like, I kind of felt that when he said that. What did he that. say? I don't know what he said. What did he say? I, 
I don't remember the exact one. You're talking about like grandma sucking his dick. Yeah. Your grandmother. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and somebody else in your family gonna suck his dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was wild. So I sent it to Bizarre. No, dog. Listen, hey, I was the last person on that record, even though it was for my yeah, record. Yeah. So I sent it to Bizarre, got that back, sent it to Mike Bars. He did that. And I was like, well, let's see where I fit in. <laughs> you know? And so, like, the crazy thing about it is, like, we got that record done. So that was actually on an album that I scrapped. My first official album was called Emotional Baggage, but that was when I, I created that back in like 2019 and dropped it. But before that, 2008, or back 2015, 2016, it had We On Point with Rap Forte and all that stuff. That was the original Emotional Baggage. But I, I got so excited, I didn't know how to hold on to music. So I would get it and then I would just drop a record and shoot a video. Right. Okay. And the next thing you know, I had like four or five singles out and videos out and I'm like, oh, I'm not even close to being done. And then I had to go to prison. I'm like, I'm scrapping that whole project. Like, it's just call them singles and start over. Right, right. 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 So. <laughs> okay, so another question. Is Close Call, mm-hmm. is that a true story? I'm trying to think. What, what record's Close Call? Close Call is the one where your man got bagged with 20 grams. And you was talking about how you got locked up. You was on the bridge with your heroin. Oh, with, with AC? <laughs> with, with AC2? I listen to everything, my nigga. <laughs> oh, wow. He took deep into your whole life. So, so, is that a true story? Yeah, yeah. So listen, yeah, yeah. So say that again. Say, what, what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you, you said something about you, 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 was, you was under the bridge. Uh-huh. You had the loaded oh, syringe. Oh yeah, yeah. So so what happened? You were serving was, people. Yes, you fell yes, asleep yes, yes. and your shit was gone. So that was that's so crazy because I heard you say close call when he pulled in. I'm like maybe he got it confused, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I know I know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> let me tell you about this. So close call, yes, it's a true story, and I'll tell you the story behind the album in a second, right? So close calls with my buddy AC. We made the track. Yada yada yada. Uh, so that song when it came out, I, I was always trapping underneath like Burnside, the doorways downtown Portland. Uh, I was under there and I had the car parked around the side. Um, and this was um, right before I went into prison this last time. I was underneath there. I was slinging bags. Da 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 da. I had the rig loaded up and I didn't have all my dope on me. I had like a little box of dope, you know. And I was sitting there and the cops like to come down sideways. So. If you're underneath the bridge, the cops like to sl- uh, fly down the down the railroad tracks yeah, near right. dun, 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 dun. Yeah. and they're right there with the thing. Well, a lot of the cops know me down there, right? Uh, so they come sliding down. And I'm like, try to hide it, right? The cop grabbed my backpack, yada yada yada, put me in there. They ended up arresting me. I only had like a quarter, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they they arrested me. They put me in, and it was the weirdest thing because I had in the description it says bags, dope, scale, money. Like, it's obviously a... a, a Hello. I have book. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing, though. They couldn't really stick it on me because I put my backpack out, and there's a bunch of people around, and since I was the dope dealer, a lot of people tried to take it for me. You know what I'm saying? Girls like that one girl. Uh-huh. She, she's told this story many times. Every time I see her, she's like, I took his charge. I'm trying to... But uh, she's, like, uh, she's like, oh, it's my bag. It's my bag. And the cop came up because I heard him coming down, so I kind of tossed the bag. And the cop pops out and he's like grabs the bag and he's like puts it on my lap. He's like, "This is your bag, Mr. Davis." And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." You know? He's like, "Oh, this is yours." I'm like, "No, there's we're sitting around everybody. You can't put this on me." You know? And somebody's like, "Oh, it's my bag." And so they end up taking me and arresting me. Um, but then the next day they released me out of nowhere, right? And I'm like, I thought I was gonna be sitting for a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm never, I never get lucky like that. And they released me and I remember looking at the papers and it was saying, like I said, dope skill. Uh, baggies, like I had a bunch of baggies, all this different stuff, right? I mean, I, I was so guilty, like if they really wanted to play it, you know? <laughs> right. And but they let me out, and then like a week later, 
they, 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 they like were following me and then they like stopped me and then like boxed me in a bunch of tops and so like they were following me just to catch me even a little deeper. Yeah. And then yeah. so that's where they were kept following me from like hotel and they like wait out soon as I got outside a hotel and just it just got me, you know? Okay. And so okay. they did like a whole investigation and this, this and that and they were like tapping the phone, different things like that. So they pulled me coming onto the highway the second time, so that's what led all to all of it. Right okay. there. So that is a true story. Okay. But the crazy thing about that, the, the album, how it got put together, my man AC Too Cold, he was in uh, federal prison when we made that, that, that album. Okay. So that's why his quality yeah, is a little bit like the, that. Yeah, in the intro is, yeah. is, is, why don't we do a song and you're like, we could do it now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're listening. I told you, I listened <laughs> to the whole thing. So check it out. My, my man was, he's out now. Uh, but my man, uh, uh, AC, right? He was in prison, uh, federal prison in Indiana. Uh, I bought him a phone in there so he could record his vocals on a phone and then send me his vocals through email and I was mixing the whole project. Okay. So he's sitting that. in the cell recording right. so he listened to his whole thing, yeah. Okay. And everybody's okay. in there trapping with phones and stuff and just got TikToks and prison. everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, your man's story, I can relate to it because, yeah. I mean, I grew up in New York uh -huh. and I used to hustle. So I've been thrown up against the wall and searched many times. Yeah. And had stuff on me, and they didn't find it. So when he's like, "Oh, they searched me like three times, and I had twenty grams," I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, close call." <laughs> like I've been there. He was like, "I feel that." Like, I feel That's that so around. wild, though. You remember that, like that you say that because when you said when he pulled it, like, "Oh yeah, I got you on all my playlists," and you said three different songs, and you said close call. I was like. That is right. I like, like maybe got some. He's like, I don't even have a song called. Well, I was trying to think. No, well, first I thought that, and I was like, maybe he got the title wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. I guess the other two ones. And then when he said that, and I was like, what? What's the song go like? Maybe it's the wrong artist. No, I was listening to him walking to work the other day. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. That's so, dope. so, so I definitely, yeah. You know what? I do my homework. Yeah, That's <laughs> and fine. and like I said, this this interview definitely came from a place of I already was consuming some of your stuff. That's you know what I'm saying. So it's so it, 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 it's definitely. Well, I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna get you a merch package together for that. I'm gonna get you a merch <laughs> yeah. package. Well, you know I'm gonna hit up Bob Bando. We gonna get, <laughs> get it together. Let's go. Well, you know that's my you. next question. What's okay. going on with the merch? Because yeah. I just seen some fly Skylar Ray shit. Yeah. I mean the the Skylar Ray hoodies, the 503 shit. Yeah. Like is, is, is that is that is that that, that your brand? That's me. That's the me. 503. That's me. Yes. So that's that's my brand. Uh, well, not the 503. So my brand is uh the logo, the Skylar Ray, right? Uh, so the the five hundred three that you're specifically talking about uh, is because um, I, I want wanted, one of those hoodies. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you one. All I right. got you. I got you. You ain't, you you knew about that close call and stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you knew something about my music. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. You forgot about that. That's dope. I got you. I got you. I'll get That's you some funny. stuff. Uh -huh. But um, the five hundred three is uh is I wanted to do so. So I had the first edition, which was just the logo in the middle. Then the second edition, I wanted to do something different. And uh, I think a friend was like, why don't you put the, your logo in front of the 503 or inside it? So that's what I did. Since okay. it's Portland, you know. Okay. Like part of okay. me, whatever. Um, you know, because I've seen a couple other things. I think that I've seen like the 503 before, things like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. So I kind of just did the same thing right there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the merch is uh, the merch is all mine. Uh, the exciting thing about that is uh, I started out getting out of prison with 100 t-shirts. And I pressed that and moved it and moved it and flipped it and that's that's the new dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's merch. merch. Yeah. I, I, I hit over a thousand merch sales last year, and that's not even album sales. A thousand pieces of clothing, you yeah. know. Uh, you know, and, and I've been able to flip that, and it's like now we're getting ready to drop the third edition, 
Uh, we got we got everything, guys. She's even got her clothing line now and everything like that. We got Kayla in the house with yes. us. She is so yes. quiet. She hasn't said a word yet. <laughs> it's because there's no music for her to sing to. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Our last rapper interview was Papa Snipe and Black Ice. And that was, you know what I'm saying? Papa Snipe was not quiet in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he was up. He was up. But yeah, so we had the, uh, the merch and uh, flipped it from 100 shirts. We had the first edition, second edition. I mean, we got hats, uh, beanies, uh, tank tops, shirts, hoodies, uh, joggers, water bottles, car decals. She's got zip-ups. She's got dad hats. Uh, we we just been moving, right? And uh, it's cool because I flipped all that. Now we got, like, the kids line coming. Uh, we just, oh, this week is I'm dropping the polos. So we got the Skylar Ray polos. Uh, we got the Skylar Ray duffel bags coming this week. Uh, also, we got the kids line. So toddlers, we got baby bibs. Uh, whether it's uh, boys or girls, uh, we got toddler shirts and hoodies. We got youth shirts and hoodies. So we're just expanding, Cute. moving. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Um, you know what? It's for you. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> on the spot, on the spot. <laughs> Kayla entered the chat I just want to know because because I read your bio. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it says you 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 opera singer. You yeah. and you went to school in New York. Yeah. Okay. Yes. What school did you go to? Queens College. Queens College. So you were still in Queens? I did, yeah. Did you live out there while you were going? I did. Where'd you yeah. live at? Yeah, I lived right next to the campus. I lived in a couple different places. Okay. Tell me where. Tell me where. I'm from New York. <laughs> I lived in like Flushing, like downtown. Okay. Which, which was cool. Oh I mean, my god. You know, it is what it okay. is. Like I would take really long, like 3 a.m. walks. At least you wasn't in like QB. Like Queensbridge, you know, shit like that. No. I tried, I tried to stay, like, close to the school and tried to like, you know, kind of do it that way. When we first, I moved there with a guy that I was dating at the time, and we stayed in this one-bedroom apartment, and it was, we were supposed to sublet it, and we were going to stay there for, like, three months, and we showed up, and there were five people living in it already, and I guess, like, some, the guy that owned the place had, like, sublet it to this guy, and he was, like, supposed to leave, and he, like, never drank anything but pink drink and, like, shaved his chest hair. <laughs> it was the most disgusting. I had been to New What an experience. It was, like a musical theater guy and he just was always like this and it was an interesting experience in New York I was like oh this is a cool place and but also like what the hell is happening in my house um yeah so we stayed there for a while and then we moved to Astoria and then after Astoria like well we kind of broke up and then I moved out to like Flushing that area and then stayed kind of near the school for like the rest of the stuff I found like a cheap $500 place you know, where, like, one of the houses where they, like, turn every room, including the living room, into, like, a rental bedroom. <laughs> like, oh, everybody had, like, walk yeah. in their doors. Yes, and, like, yes. Yeah. So, so did you move here after you graduated? Yeah, yeah. When I okay. finished, I came back. and Came back yeah. home. I took a year, and I went to the like, for a little bit. Yeah. I came back, and I had some, some people that wanted to give me, like, random jobs. And I was like, all right, well, let's just come back and kind she, of she see over what my studied out there too. Okay, so how'd you get into, how'd you go from opera to hip-hop? Well, you know, I grew up loving Mariah Carey. Like, I was okay. like, you know, in my room with the hairbrush, like, la 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 <laughs> um, all the time. And then when I went to, I don't I always kind of thought, I mean, my family is very, like, blue-collar, we've always had to work for it, and it's like, never really followed dreams, it was like, we got bills to pay. Right. So, <laughs> right. Yes, you know, like, those are cute, but, you know, just get a job. And <laughs> so I kind of, whatever, I went with that for a while, and when I went to college, 
because um, I went to community college first, and then I went out to New York, and I um, I started playing the cello, and my cello teacher was also a voice teacher. The cello. Yeah. You played cello when you were in like high school. It, no, it just in college, just for a couple college. years. Okay, yeah. so I you was like, walking around the campus. With, with, with the big like with backpack, the, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. And, like sitting in the practice kid. room. And, like, <laughs> and I was, I was a proper band kid. I really was. She was trying to talk to girls like you, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, just so you know. Like, hey, some of the experience of being a like, "You're going to hold the cello what happens. You're going to carry that cello for you to kind of get a joke going a little more. A little band girl or no? It's wait, what's this? Were you a band girl or no? I mean, not like the movie. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie? There's a movie? There's a movie? Yeah. Yeah. See? He's just saying that. You went like this, and then you asked where I was like the movie, so I, I don't know. Like, Ooh, oh, hold on. I'm like, 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 like they joking on you, you like, like, you know, ha ha, kicks, giggles, posts, like, yeah, no, you're the like, you the big girl, you know, they joking on you. behind me when I play, because I played flute for a while. Uh, and the trombones, they draw like dicks on paper and be like, you wanna go out? And I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> that was you're just like, I'm gonna turn front and play my instrument. Oh, I, oh, oh, like, 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 I don't know. I just like, it was, I, my I played was flute different. through high school and then I played the cello. So, so oh, I always, I had like the basses behind me right. doing goofy shit or I had trombone, bass player people like okay. doing weird stuff. So it's always, it's an, it's an interesting thing. How old are you? Playing with instruments. I'm 34. Okay. Oh, yeah. so you're like really a classically trained musician. Yeah. Okay. Because she's 34? No, because she's like, oh, so fuck. Like, I ain't even asked how old she is. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Hey, hey. Leave the focus go somewhere else. Leave it somewhere else. I'm lost somewhere else. Uh, okay. And Kayla, you also have your 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 solo project coming soon, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I'm working on that now, and that's uh, if everything goes well, I want it to come out on May eighth, which is my grandmother. She passed recently, but she was one of the biggest supporters of me, really like I love that. doing music. So I want to release it on. It's my niece's birthday. birthday. I love really? that. Really? Okay. That's rad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's and you guys are doing a show Friday, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Free. Tell us about that. It's free. Um, 1823 Most of the people that listen is in Vancouver and Portland. Hey. So. Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? Where's it at? 1823 Mystery Bar. So it's at 1823 Mystery oh, Bar. Uh, that is 1823 Southeast Tualatin. Southwest, uh, I think. South- 1823 Mystery Bar. Ooh. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a free event. So we've been throwing uh, free <laughs> events lately just because a lot of them have been outside. We are inside this time, uh, but we just didn't want to charge nobody coming outside because if you're coming out to show support out in the cold, uh, you know, putting up with all that, like those are the real supporters you want. I don't feel like I need to take their money or anything like that. We need we need the supporters and the, and the people that support my music. I need them more than they need me, right? And so that without them, I don't have a platform. So I'm like, hey, if you guys are coming out in the cold, come support us. And it's cool because I've been booking like different artists and you know, and I've been trying to do it like, you know, if an artist shows up professional and an artist shows up doing what they're supposed to be doing, then they can move up the lineup to primer spots if they keep showing up. Obviously, if the person ahead of them is still doing the same thing, like being professional and stuff like that, obviously you're not gonna pass them, you know? But it's like, I try to do it, run it like a business. I try to give all these different artists opportunities, people that wouldn't normally get shows, people that I see and respect. Uh, but it's 1823 Mystery Bar. It is a free show. It's gonna be from seven to nine. Uh, we only booked it two hours because we thought it was going to be outside. 
right? Um, so that's gonna be a dope show, but we got a dope show. That one's free, but we got a dope one March uh, March 26th is right before we go to Hawaii. Um, and it's, uh, we got uh, Von Born, Born Famous coming up from LA, he's flying up. Uh, and then we got two I, uh, artists from Idaho flying over. So we're gonna have a couple different people um, showing up. I mean, and, and the bill's pretty stacked, so it, it's gonna That's be dope. What's up. That's what's up. Yeah. So if you in the area, make sure you come out. And I got one more question yeah. for you. What is the Spotlight Tour? What is the Spotlight Tour? You want to tell about that? The spotlight Tour is gonna be. Well, probably September, yeah. I think, that we'll start, but that's, we're gonna, we're gonna tour, we're gonna perform Spotlight, plus whatever yeah. we release in between now and then, but that's okay. gonna be the next year, starting in September, Yeah. do a fall and winter, and Mm-hmm. All right, just, all right, yeah. cool. It's, it's gonna be nice. We, we plan on hitting different things like a West Coast tour. Then we plan on doing yeah. like Southwest and then uh, middle, not Middle East, uh, Midwestern. <laughs> Midwestern. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then all this stuff. I, I remind you, I'm on I'm on parole right now. So all this traveling that I'm doing, uh, you know, thank thank God that uh, my parole officers let me do this. You know, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm clean and sober, so she lets me travel when I want. And do what I want, but I tell her everything. Like I gotta, I gotta pass on my phone just to leave the state. Oh, that just here. made sense. Yeah. And the track with your homeboy. Yeah. He said I gotta check with the PO. Yeah, yeah. This guy was flying out from PO. Yeah. Okay. And then when you flew out, you got full And so it's like I'm doing all this, you know. Um, and that's why I hold me down. I said, I said I came up from I came up from nothing. Now look at me running toward the country on parole. I'm gonna keep it 100. And so that's why I said all that. But uh. Anyways, Spotlight Tour is going to be dope. We've been, uh, our sets have been like 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we perform nice. albums from front to back. Uh, we'll perform a couple albums and we'll get in there. We just do our thing. But we plan on traveling. Uh, when we get back from Hawaii, we got to buy a Sprinter van. Yeah. Uh, we plan on living in that van six to eight months a year and just traveling the country. And then once once I get that's off parole. That's so rad. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so fun. It's so nice. We love it. Like, we, we you know, like we, we went to Vegas like four times last year. I went to San Francisco for a couple radio interviews last year in L.A. a couple times. Worked with Grammy award-winning sound engineer Larry Witt. Uh, with D.L. Downer, had that maker hit. Uh, had like a quarter billion plays off of Sugar Boom Boom. Uh, you know, with him. Uh, so we did that video, worked on my first album. Uh, but it's like, then we went to Laguna Beach for Heartbeat. Laguna Beach, Las Vegas, and the Grand Canyon. Uh, but it, it was dope. There's nothing like waking up and you're right next to the sand. Or beach baby, so right, it's like right. you know. So it's like, and then once like I get off parole, like we're leaving the country, we're going to Mexico next year, we're going to Canadian to tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so, that's what's up. Yeah, doing big things. Yes. You know what? I definitely appreciate you guys. Thank you. We appreciate you coming out. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you talking with us and sharing your music with us, sharing your time. Thank you. You know what? Like I said, I'm a fan. I appreciate that. Super dope to meet you guys. Thank you. It's fun. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Bro, it was good to hear your story. I appreciate it. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you, my guy. And anybody who's listening, just so you know, they got all this food laid on the table. Right? <laughs> uh, so if you do get booked for an interview, uh, Bob don't exist, but Bob will make sure you got platters for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, whatever Bob <laughs> say you're going to get on the show, you get on the Bob, show. Bro. Bob's going to make it happen. Bob is going to make it happen. Bob is just not his name. That's Bob's his name. But hey. Bob, Bob is his name because that's got, what he really wants. We got veggies right here because of Bob. We got fruit right here because of Bob. We got meat and cracker platter right here because of Bob. <laughs> Bob held it down, trapping out the bando, baby. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Hey, we out. Yeah. <laughs>
consider the lowest point in your life? See, like it's like it's like stages to your lows, like because it's ups and downs in life that you gotta like balance. You see what I'm saying? So there's, you go through a lot of lows, you go through a lot of highs. I feel so, so there's levels and there's like yeah, so the, yeah, there's categories. different levels. Yeah, there's different levels to like yo rock bottom because not yo rock bottom is yo rock bottom. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when yeah. I was a little dude, my rock bottom was like, bro, I'm broke as shit, like nothing. Like, live under my mom's roof, like, couldn't shake if I wanted to from, okay, like, my lowest, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's where my, I feel I was at my lowest point. Like, okay, I can't leave. I can't do anything. Um, I'm at rock bottom, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I decided, yeah. like, that school wasn't for me and stuff like that. And then my mom's house, like, you like, if you're not doing this, then... But you doing, you know what I'm saying? It's like shit. It's it's war. You it's know what I mean? It's the mom's house rules. Yeah. So so I felt like I was in my rock bottom there, and then as I got okay, get out of mom's house. You know what I'm saying? A little bit here. What? I don't know. It's just like so many different parts that I, can, I get what you you're know saying. What I mean? That I can't really say like my biggest rock bottom. I I I've hit there a lot of times where I felt like <laughs> fuck. Well, okay. it's gonna be a challenge to. To like get my ass out of the hole I have dug, you know what I mean. And in the game of everything we do, you know what I mean. You dig yourself into a hole. You're like, okay, fuck. How do I get myself here? My low point was like a whole two year period where I got locked up. I I was homeless for a while. I went through a bunch of shit, and then I ended up out here with nothing. Okay. okay. Ended up out here sleeping in the park in fucking downtown Vancouver (laughs) okay and like for me that was like my lowest point okay because when I got here I didn't have any family or friends here it was just me I had just went through crazy experience in the Marine Corps in jail on the streets in New York and I didn't have a direction for my life. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to go. And it was like, for me, it was just starting over. It was like, I had to start literally from zero and build not just a whole new life, but a whole new person, essentially. You know what I mean? So for me, at that point, it would have been easy for me to quit. It would have been easy for for me to be like, you know what? Life is just too hard. If I would have been from that point homeless for the rest of my life people would look at me and have sympathy for me and be like I, I see how he got to there if I tell him my story but I didn't you. I kept going so to me it's like it's like was there ever a point where you felt like damn I mean this is deep but it's like recent so um, I just basically made terrible choices in a relationship that I was in and wanted that relationship so bad that I told stories and lied and was just super deceitful and super dishonest to almost everybody around me and I had my best friend and she had a son and a daughter and those were my babies and like we were friends forever and we lived to get we all lived together in a house and like we were this one big happy family and I told lies on her and talked shit on her to my relationship, trying to keep that relationship because it would get me attention. And I lost her and her kids and everything. And like, everything. Like, she 
she literally, when she found out, or when this person messaged her, she, like, all the screenshots and whatnot, she literally kicked me out of her house that day. Like, she said, I'm taking the kids out to dinner. You have one hour to get all your shit out of my house type shit. So, and this was just, like, two years ago. So, I as you know, have made terrible choices in my relationship for the last 20 years, but I mean, it just goes to show what a toxic relationship can take you to. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it can really take you to your lowest point to where you don't give a fuck about who you hurt, who you talk to wrong, who you disrespect, none of that shit. You just don't care because all you want is that relationship. And that's disgusting. And I just learned that. At, you know, I learned it at 35, but it was so that was probably the lowest point in my life that was probably the only point in my life where i've ever really felt like fuck okay what am i gonna do who am i gonna go to how what do i have left you know what i mean that's deep right and that takes me to when you get to that point what is the mindset that you need to have to get out of it how do you how do you come back from it like most people don't I mean, let's just keep it. Well, that's the whole point. It's like I said, like I said, if if I had remained homeless for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. people would have given me sympathy. If if I took all the excuses I have, nobody would would blame me for it. Right. But I did something different. For me, it was a mentality change. It was realizing that I wanted my life to be this. And if I kept doing this, it wasn't going to be. If I stayed where I was at, if I did nothing, then I wouldn't be able to have anything that I wanted to have. Right. And so for me, it was just always a constant motivation to want to move forward. And then once I had kids, it was like a constant motivation to do better for them, to set the example. Because for me, like one of my biggest fears in life is that my son will look at me and say, that's why. And I don't ever want that. Right. I don't want him to ever use me as right. an excuse. I don't want to ever be the reason that he didn't succeed. Right. Right. So to me, I always have to present that image. And I always have to be someone and something that's worthy of his respect. Yeah. And so that has kind of always kept me always able to come back anytime I've ever felt I was at a low point. Yeah. So I'm always, I'm always interested in when a person hits that low point what's the mindset that you had to come back because you lied to people but you obviously were able to come back and rebuild those relationships or at least repair some amount of respect for yourself right you know what i'm saying so it's basically the same as you it was really like a mentality flip like i couldn't continue to be this terrible person this liar this deceitful non-leader what did i look like coaching these kids and leading by example and talking to these kids like don't be a liar be honest get good grades stay on top of your shit i was telling these kids to be these great people and these upstanding people and i wasn't being you know what i mean so i was just like i need to i need to lead by example i need to admit where i was wrong i need to admit to every single thing that i said don't sit here and sugarcoat shit like i had to literally sit with her and and tell her, yes, I did that. Yes, I said that. Yes, I went through that. Yes, this is why I said that. This, all of it. Everything had to just be laid out on the table, and I had to just admit, like, I there was no more lies at that point. I couldn't lie anymore. You can't keep, like, lying is so hard because you have to keep up with your story. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. it, it always becomes more lies and more lies and more lies. So I lied to a lot of people in my life. Like, that, that's probably, 
I'm not that person anymore, but when I was, that was definitely my biggest flaw, was just being a liar. Like, I just lied, for the, just to lie. Just to sound good, feel good, look good, you know, make somebody else feel like I was better, or I, I don't really even know. But, like I said, it was just basically a mentality flip. I had to tell myself, you're not that fucking person. People are going to respect you. People are going to be around, want to be around you. Like, I just, I took a look at all the people that I've lost, all the great relationships that I had, people that I got matching tattoos with and shit, I lost them because of lying type shit. You know what I mean? So I had to just take a look at my history and realize, it's not everybody else, Kelly. It's you. It's that personal accountability. Right. That we talk about. Right. If one person says it, it might not be true. But if three motherfuckers is coming at you, it might be true. See, for me, my thing is I always, like, help people out at their lowest points. You know what I'm saying? I'm that person that's not going to, like, if you're homeless and you're asking for a dollar or some money, I'm not going to skip past you. I'm going to give you that. You see what I'm saying? So most of the time I have like a good support system around me that my lows don't feel like as low as I could feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I as low that. as I could I feel because sure. because I normally like have a good base of other people around me due to yeah yeah due to due to you know what I mean situations or whatever. Yeah, it makes it easier. It's not to say like I mean I go through a lot of lows, but you know like. People will come through and help me out. How many times have I been on the low and I'm like, man, you be like, hey, well, you know, you can do this. You can always do this or something like this. But and is then, it really that yeah. bad to tell you? Yeah, yeah, you see what I'm saying? But I mean, but at that time, yeah, like, yeah, because it's a low to the, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I can't explain how many, you see what I'm saying? I just can't, like. Well, it's like I'm, when you're in the bottom of the barrel, it's you looking for a way to get out. It's always good to have that support network yeah. where you can have somebody that's going to help pull you out. That's how I feel. And I feel like I got a good enough support system around me that, you know, I've had around me in those times that I've gotten pulled out of the barrel to where I haven't had to be like, oh, man. I don't right. like I can it's like a going, band-aid. It's like a cushion. It's yeah. like some... Yeah. That makes your owie feel better. So shout out, you know what I'm saying? My family, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> all close. the close. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't, I don't got friends. Up. I just got family, really. You know but it's saying? like we really. talk extensively about our circle and the people that we keep in our circle. And that's an important thing for when you when when you at a low point and you trying to get up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To have people around you that are willing to pull you up and people who are not pulling you down. I mean, one it's important to be able to have that and not everybody has that kind of support network but it's also important to be able to identify those people so that so that you're not surrounded by because there's a lot of people who end up in that situation and you don't have a support network Uh uh and you end up being around a bunch of people who pull you down and make your situation worse when I first started my business I had a lot of people who one didn't think I was going to do it didn't think I was gonna be able to do it. Didn't think I would would succeed. Didn't think I would last. So for me, it's like now I've been a massage therapist for 15 years. There's a for lot of real? people. Yeah, yeah. It's been 15 years now that it I've been a massage therapist. When I was riding around, living in my car, going to school, and trying to start a clientele. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. When there was certain people who supported that. me then, uh-huh. and it was people who wasn't really, wasn't really fucking with me. So for me, I always just gravitated towards the people who helped pull me out of that hole. But how much of a choice is it to have 
to keep good people around you. Because there's always going to be bad seeds around. But but it's it's like, yeah, it's always bad seeds around. It's like how many seeds you plant. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. It's like, like I said. How much energy like, you're giving them? Yeah, like, no, I mean, everybody, like, you see what I'm saying? Because, like, that's where I feel like that I had that support system, you know, not only with the people that generally knew me, but with others just knowing that I would be right. someone that would, like, you know, like, oh, you're, you're cool, you know you always look oh you see what i'm saying like the transfer of just like the more people you like kind of touch thing the more you get touched you know what i mean you just attract you tend to when you're doing positive shit and you're moving in a certain direction you tend to attract people who move in that direction with you and that's that's ultimately what it is is or you gain the attention of others who's not even on your path but that's just, what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, who just like appreciate, yeah, and just appreciate your hustle or your, you know what I mean? Your, well, that's what I mean. Moving, that's what I mean when I say moving by yeah. the same direction, okay? Okay. For me, I started my massage hustle 15 years ago. Like I said, I was living in my car, trying to start a clientele, running around talking to people, okay? Back then, you was working at the liquor store and hosting a club in Longview and still doing your music, right? Right. Okay? We supported each other. Okay, music and massage ain't the same shit. But we always you. been two motherfuckers who's moving you. in the same direction. That direction being personal growth. And so we always gravitated towards each other because we was always doing something to better ourselves. It don't mean we have yeah, to be okay. doing the exact yeah, same like thing. I got you. Yeah. In the same yeah. industry, but yeah. we are moving in the same direction in the sense that in, in, in the sense that we're we're gonna keep trying to move forward. There's people we had in common that yeah, we you just attract, with. You attract whatever like you kinda like putting out type shit. If you if you like wanna be the hoodest person, you're gonna attract right. hood people around right, you. That's you, where you go. Whatever you're trying to do is just going that like you're gonna attract that spirit. Yeah, yeah it's just gonna You know what I'm yeah, saying? My mom used to say it all the time, you are who you hang out with. She still says that till this day. Like she's like, you just become who you're environment. Yeah, yo, yeah. Well because that's that's the thing. You generally are gonna be like the people around you because you all have common goals. That's why you're with them. Yeah. So if you hang out, it's like when you're young. I think that's the misconception you have. Is this when you're young? Be like you think you think I can hang out with my homies that do this, and I don't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you yeah. think you can you you think yeah, I can you, fuck with them even though I don't and do what they do. do it. And, 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 yeah. But. And, you but end you, up doing it. Yeah, yeah you, one, you, you end up doing it. Yeah, and period. two, if you don't end up doing it, you end up getting blamed for it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing as if and, you did it. If you doing so, it's like, it's like yeah. as you get older, you learn. I need, to, I need to have people around me who are at least doing what I'm doing or doing positive things like I'm doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, for me, I, I, I only... Like, most of the people I hang out with are people... Who are trying to start businesses or business owners, entrepreneurs? Yeah, that so, yeah. like-minded, like-minded individuals. Yes. Like so people like that, and in general, to me, that's the direction I'm moving in. So that's how I keep my circle positive. That's how I keep people around me that can that can build me up. And it's like in life, you're all you're, you're the only guarantee in life is that you're gonna fail. Exactly. <laughs> you're gonna fail. You're going to fail. Failing, to me, means you trying. You know what I equate failing to? I equate failing to 
shot blockers in the NBA. Okay? If you're a good shot blocker, there's a poster of you. Because you ain't got dunked on at least once or twice. Because you don't block that many shots without challenging every motherfucker that comes to the rim. And you ain't going to beat every motherfucker that comes to the rim. Some of them is going to get past you. Exactly. So all the greatest shot blockers, I can show you a poster of them, of them getting dunked. jammed on. Exactly. Okay? But <laughs> they're yeah. still out there blocking shots. It's the same thing with, like, shooters. You play basketball. Yeah. Everybody know. If you're a shooter, you're having a bad day, what's the best way to get out of it? Keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. So, to me, that's always been part of my mantra is... Keep shooting. Keep shooting, keep shooting. I'm not going to fail because I'm going to keep trying. You can't fail as long... Failure is it's a final word. Stop it. Yeah, failure is only word you stop that. You failed once you put it down and left. And, yeah, as long as you keep you trying, failed. you ain't failed yeah, yet. You ain't failed. You know what I'm saying? You're just learning lessons. That Inconvenienced. And yeah. you're learning lessons. But, so, as I'm talking with a lot of the friends, you know, that we have that own businesses and entrepreneurs, that they're kind of like, yo, like, I know some friends at the start, the middle, and the end of the game. You see what I'm yeah. saying? And they're like, they're just like discussing with them. And they're like, hey, but enjoy those times that right now that you, like, you know, like, still shooting shots because there's going to be a time that you're going to be like, I remember when I was like looking at my shot percentage. I don't even shoot anymore. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, yeah. Like so, for me now, I'm like more or less falling in love with the grind and my uh, hustle of it. You know what I mean? To the point I'm burying it. Like okay, well, I'm gonna keep shooting these shots. I'm, I'm more or less with the failures because I'm not always gonna suck. I'm not always gonna get told no. It's not always gonna be. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're you're you just look at that back as a memory. I know what you mean because it's like for me now where where I feel like I'm at is I grinded for years and now I'm cruising. So like I don't have to build anything anymore. I just have to manage what I have. You know what I'm saying? And I can remember when I had to grind. I don't have to grind as hard now as I used to. But that's because I put in that much work for that many years. So like now it's like it's like I'm at a place where I feel like I'm on autopilot most of the time. As long as I manage everything right, everything is good for me. Yeah. But it takes a lot of effort to get to that place and I fucking fell on my knees and fell on my ass a lot of times <laughs> before I was able to stand up. You know what I'm saying? Transracial woman. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Transracial. She's back. Rachel Dolezal. Do you guys know who that is? Mm-hmm. Okay, in Rachel Dolezal's career as a black woman. I'm done. She pulled everybody, obviously. She pulled everybody. She was the president of the Spokane, Washington chapter. But what does that say about our state? Exactly. They she can't was, even tell the fucking difference. She, bro. Was, they a, she was a professor of African studies at... Eastern Washington University. With her white name? Yeah. Yeah, with her white name as a black woman, though. Oh, right. She she identifies (laughs) as a black woman. She self-identifies as a black woman. Look, 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 look. And it's her parents that outed her. Look, look. They had to out her. Look, you know how many... 
you know how many opportunities you know how many opportunities she took away from another black girl being like that one black person because you know they always gotta have one of us like it's like oh it's a qualification to have one you know what so I mean? she was the token, token. token yeah so she yeah. was a token black person yeah. still like, oh, she was oh. a counterfeit token <laughs> come on, man. she was a double headed coin there, there we go <laughs> there we go and they know we got one black person we got Rachel Stand up, Rachel. <laughs> Come up to the front. <laughs> what's her new what's her new black name? I need to hear it again. Her new black name. <laughs> was the hoodie shit I ever heard. I'm not saying that shit again. Yeah. Read it. Okay, I I would call her Keshi Amari Diallo. That's what I would call her. <laughs> but is that her black name? Like does that, is, that is that's that a hoodie shit she can think of. That was I mean, kind of like the hoodest names, like all mixed together and shit. Right. <laughs> she didn't take your basic hood yeah. name. Because she, she like she mixed them. Yeah, she level. like she mixed them. She was like, I, I what like. What is she? Like, is that is that like? Are we going too far now? Like, I don't want to offend nobody, bro. but are we going too bro, far we now? We went too far bro, a long she, time we ago. Too far. She we went too far us. a long time ago, bro. Transracial. Transracial? Is that going to be a real thing? Like, honestly, I mean, what's next? Hey. Are we going to have our kids going to walk around talking about money? Hey, no, stop, I'm stop. Gonna... Yeah, that's real. That's so real. What if I just... Uh, so you know, so I didn't even let her finish this. Like, yeah, that's real. Because it is. I was yeah, just going to say, like, identify, I identify as, as a dog. As yeah. an animal or something. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, like, I, I had to say I had to. Um, do you know what Rachel has been doing to make ends meet? In the last six years. Oh, I'm sorry, Rachel. I don't want to disrespect your transracialness. Nikeshi Amari Diallo. I'm sorry. Miss 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 Nikeshi Amari Diallo. If she ain't selling plates on her house, twerk twerk videos on Instagram or doing hair. This is her quote. I'm not having a job for six years, having to create my own job and find my own ways to provide for my own children. Through braiding hair. <laughs> Not just hair, but braiding it. Grant writing. Okay. To help bring funds into marginalized communities and black owned businesses and painting and doing pep talks on cameo.com. So, she's braiding and trying to sell pictures at the flea market. She's a straight up Portland flea market stand. Because you can get your hair braided and buy a cheap ass oil painting. Oh. All at one stop. <laughs> All at one stop. And but, and she'll help you do it to grant paperwork. But <laughs> she is low key that <laughs> black chick she inspired so hard to be. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even say that. <laughs> from the game. Why you wanted to play in a deficit, we don't know. But, hey, welcome to it. Like, like now you can't get a job. Yeah. Bring your head, celebrate your To make a living. Right. All you got to do now is get you a boyfriend with a demo tape. And you got the whole shit. Oh, start cooking, start shit. cooking soul food oh, and sell it, sell it by the plate out your kitchen. Out, out your house. <laughs> like, straight out, straight out of mama's house, though. Like, yeah, because they wouldn't like actually freely come to work with they coke and now it's not a thing anymore. Like they wouldn't just be able to break down the line in front of you and you can't say shit anymore. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Like, really? What are you gonna do if it's just legal? What are you gonna say? That's what we're dealing with now. Is these motherfuckers want to be able to break down lines.
We got a psychology professor at Columbia University <laughs> has laid out his constitutional argument for legalizing recreational drugs in his latest book. Not okay? his book. He wrote a book about this shit. And drug use for grown-ups chasing liberty in the land of fear. That's the name of the book. <laughs> Dr. Carl Hart calls for the legalization of all drugs, arguing that it is a fundamental American right for responsible adults to decide what to put into their own bodies. Hey, damn. Quoting the good doctor, he says, it is the original American promise referencing the Declaration of Independence we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Ooh. Recreational drug use ostensibly requires liberty and is conducted in the pursuit of happiness. This nigga is smooth! He just Too said, smooth. Oh, yo! He just hit it right off the money, but... Wait a second, but you know what he just really did right now. You know what he did right there, right? He just opened up the gates for everybody to get high. One, he opened up the gates, but he used, like, like that's like that's like pimp logic. That's like yeah. some weird shit a it pimp was, would he say. He was macking America. <laughs> yeah, he's macking he it. That's good. He's macking America. <laughs> because, because, okay, he really just came out to his employer that he's using drugs. <laughs> and they and can't do nothing. Like, like, and they can't do nothing about it now. Like, they can't fire him and be like, yo, no, because <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's making a constitutional but argument. Wait, wait. Oh, I mean, yeah. but it's but it's but it's so true though. Like, I can't take nothing away from him. And I'm a person who don't feel that this is right. You see what I'm saying? But until now, argument, yeah, it's an <laughs> argument. I'm like, yo, until you know I heard what? Statement, like, when I'm what? listening to you, you make all valid points. You should be able to choose what you put into your own body. Like, I, like I, I'm a firm believer in how did someone get punished for wanting to commit suicide? Not that anybody should, but you should be able to take your own life. You should be able to do with your own life if you're truly free. Oh, oh. Then do you, you want to hear more of his argument? You should be able to do with your own life as you choose if you're truly free. If you're not, uh, as if long as you're not harming others, others right? You're not hurting people. Exactly. Then you, and you should, should be able, be able to do, do with you your own life. Like, and this is what he says. He says, "My heroin use is as recreational as my alcohol use. Like vacation, sex, and the arts, heroin is one of the tools that I use to maintain." my work-life balance. Heroin is just another opioid, no more or less scary than other drugs, he told Columbia Magazine. Um, so he's I don't not know he knows, but, on heroin. He's I don't not. know if he knows, but that shit is like, um, like number one on the strongest <laughs> right. drugs. Right. But, I'm, I, I don't... Like, you know, like, do you know um, it's people strung out and dying off of heroin? Every day. Every okay. day. Like, so what he's saying, though, is that he's not strung out, right? He's not strung out. He just uses it Every once in a while. Well, that's, like a common, that's, a common, that's a common person that uses drugs statement. That's what everybody says. That's, that's what, that's I, what I'm getting to. Like, isn't that this. what everybody says? Yeah, I can get off this, baby. Yes, that's exactly what everybody says. So, like, yeah. his statement's not facts. It's not like... No, nah, but I mean, where he where he made the point is that it, it really didn't matter. He should, you should be able to put it into your own body. You should be able to do right, it yourself right. as you choose. You see right. what I'm saying? Like, if now, you want to do drugs, you should be able to. Yeah, I, like, mean, I mean, like, it should be just like 
alcohol. Why is alcohol like so? It's, it's it kills people just like any other drug or yes. anything. So you see what I'm saying? It should be monitored just like that. Hey, if you came to work high off anything, then your ass should be fired or sent home. But if whatever you do should be whatever you do, that's like real some in depth shit that we. Yeah, but in. okay. I could say that with like weed. I could say that with alcohol. But when you're talking about like heroin, Bro, listen, and meth, listen, you're talking about stop, drugs stop, where people stop. just strung out. But like, stop. okay. But we're talking about drugs that people in everybody's field has already been doing, has already been tampering with, and successfully that you didn't even know that they was doing that shit until like whatever they until they full blown until they tell you out. on the declaration of yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> how many guys how many guys was like oh my gosh Tom has been like banging Carl not Dr. Yeah. Carl yeah like oh my gosh like you see what I'm saying like it's, it's just like that because it's it's treated the same way like alcohol like kind of alcohol is not as much frowned upon but you know yeah but if you're a student other in stuff. his class are you looking at him like, like this is a credible dude now. Like, but, like but, okay. But not, what like, if you take but, his class? What if you bump into your teacher at the bar and you seen him sloppy drunk? Are you looking at a dude like he's credible? Let me ask yeah, you. Yeah, but he though. teaches psychology. But are you saying, dude, Are you looking at your your your, your high on heroin psychology professor? Like, okay. Bro, I'm but bro, you're not getting what I'm saying. Me. But you're not getting what I'm saying. If you bump into that same teacher outside the bar, sloppy drunk, thrown up, fucked up, bro, how would you look at him? I probably same way as that heroin addict. I'm gonna look at him the same no, way like this, no, bro. No, fucking, let me, hold on. Like he don't got the answers. So if he's over here, like, that's how I'm gonna look at him. Like regardless. Wait, so you're saying there's not a difference between seeing your professor out sloppy drunk and seeing your professor in an alley with a needle hanging out of his arm and his shit tied off? There's not a difference. No. Oh. Nah, because you can sleep. You're gonna sleep off the drunk. And go do whatever it is you're gonna do tomorrow. No, wait, wait, wait. The needle in your arm, you're gonna pull it out and go do some dumb shit. Okay, you're gonna okay. Rob somebody. Okay, okay, okay. May, I mean, maybe for you, but I'm saying, like, I'm still gonna look at you. Disgusted is disgusted, right, bro. Right, that's why I was asking you. you right, Either that's way. Right, that's you see what I'm saying? Exactly. Either way, so, like, that's what I'm saying. So. I don't know. I look at it totally different. Me, I too, see you me drunk, too. Me too. If I see Same you drunk, me. okay, I might get drunk with you. If I see you strung out, I'm not gonna jump in and be like, yo, that's you seen them like pass getting drunk because we get drunk. So you can yeah, of course you're gonna like like write off getting drunk because we drink. You know what I feel that. You can, so we don't that's do heroin, say. so we don't know. Yeah, like we don't like. No, I'm, we don't do heroin. Hell no, <laughs> we don't do heroin. And that's <laughs> not like. Saying. But you get what I'm saying though. Like he's trying to like, be on their level. On their like, level. Like bro, like I'm just saying like. It's 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 gonna be attackiness regardless, like in any form. It's a put so, off. It's yeah, a put off it's sure. regardless of any form. I'm just saying. So if you don't know, you don't shit, know. Though. Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. If I don't know, I don't know. You can sustain it, and we don't. Okay, know. I see what you mean. If you can do it functionally, yeah, and be good with it, yeah, then okay. But you don't know. But if you came out, if Cass was like, damn, the teacher's on fucking heroin, he's fucking, he's like, he's fucking jumping like on the, up there. Yeah, is he, is he falling asleep <laughs> on the thing? Like, that's, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's two, but that's the same if you like, damn, bro, I think the teacher's drunk. This dude is yeah, a bro, I think the hot. But either way, you still gonna look at him funny if you went up and if I handed my paper, if he fucking smelled like mad trees, I'm like, yo, bro, the teacher's high as fuck, bro. Like, I'm still gonna be like, alright, like. There's not it's very many the same people. Way. There's not very many people that would think like you, though. You know that, right? Like, like me and Peek were like, "Oh shit, this would be oh, crazy. It would be so much different to see a heroin junkie than a person that's drunk." And you're like, "I mean, it's the same shit." You know what I mean? 
like there's so many more people like us than there is like you. I got you. I got you. Feel me though? Like, and that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, that's actually kind of dope. But like, I can't level it out like you can. I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to look at you as somebody that, like, is you fucked fuck, up. You're inebriated. Yeah, yeah, like, you're, like, you're <laughs> fucked up. Like, regardless of what your choice of fucked up is, bro, you're fucked up. Right. Fucked up. I think I'm not fucking with the junkie. I'm fucking with the drunk nigga. Right, me too. Same. Bro, I'm not fucking with the alcoholic, but that's where you put in him. You see what I'm saying? Like, anybody who's slipping showing like that, I can't fuck with you regardless. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you... But you only know that because he's making this story. That's what I'm saying. Right, so be, anybody, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. So anybody else is like now their slip is showing. You right, get what I'm right, saying? Like yeah. his slip is only showing because he came out and told you this right. shit. You no, know, think about it like this for real. Like, like if you drawing that line, okay? This is a prof- a psychology professor at Columbia University. Psychology. That's a that's a prestigious place. And you're teaching a science that deals See, with the mind. That's because. Okay, so now, you are you okay with professors just doing drugs? On these people's positions, <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are. That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, oh, he's a professor. Oh, he's supposed that's to. That's the. Yeah, he's supposed to. <laughs> bro, you the same as LeBron James, bro. You the same. That would be worse. That would be worse. Bro, bro, bro. Bro. Oh, he can't do heroin, but I'm saying like you the same like. No, you like, not like, the fucking same. That's not equal. It's a matter of of okay. Do you want your daughter's preschool teacher, fucking being on heroin? No. Do you, do you want, want your daughter's this, do you elementary this? school teacher, fucking being on heroin? Do you well, want like this professor like that's <laughs> doing do you heroin your representing your university? Do you want your daughter's fucking? Teacher to be high on weed while she's dealing with your daughter. I'd rather she be high on weed than In the moment that they get exposed that they're doing that, you're not fucking with them. You're not I'm looking flashing. at them the same. Nope. You're not looking nope. at them the same. No, nope. nope. it don't matter what. No. It was like, bro, bro, no. bro, 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 you bro, 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 you know, high, like uh, it's cool, bro. You smoking weed? You smoking weed? Uh, like you, you smoking weed with the students, bro? What are you doing? Oh, bro, you getting drunk? In, 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 regardless of whatever it is, you're going big. That's all I'm saying. So like. No, you know, no, no, no. I was some of these pursuit of happiness is we protect, so we kind of, we kind of like, hey, we. Well, I'm gonna write that off because I protect. I can't, I can't judge the judge. Like, see what I'm saying? But in other that, it's like the same thing. Like, hey, I can't judge your turn up. My turn up is just different than your turn up. Let me break it down for you. Let me break it down for you. A person that's drunk might say some (laughs) dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? If my if if my kids might say some dumb shit. Drunk. Okay. If my kids teacher comes to school drunk. I'm not happy with that. Okay? I'm not good with that. Because this motherfucker's drunk, might say some dumb shit. You can smell that shit all over them. They came to school high. Nobody probably noticed. I don't give a shit. What? You came to school on heroin, acting all erratic and shit, and you fucking with my kids, I might come up there and smoke your dumb ass for that. Okay? So there's a definite big difference between between look what you use it. To me, it's not the same. Well, it's you, not all the same. It's all the same. Like, like, like it ranges look, from I might be bad at you to I might let it go to I, I might fucking your kill your dumb ass. <laughs> the argument that he's making, no, society has passed you these levels that you that you are like bred by society, so you believe these levels. No, being out of your fucking mind is being out of your mind. No, I, I believe these where, levels from where, dealing there's with history behind this shit. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've been. I, I believe these levels from dealing with motherfuckers. I done dealt with a drunk motherfucker. I done dealt with a high motherfucker, and I done dealt with a strung out addict. 
And they and all they kill say, people. Each one, no, they, no, 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 that's a big difference. The drunk motherfucker is gonna negligently kill somebody. Okay. That needs to be checked. It don't make it better. Okay. It's still a bad thing. Okay. The high motherfucker is killing nobody. Okay. The high motherfucker oh. is we, not hurting we talk, nobody. We talking weed. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. You talking about sleep. weed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potheads okay, hurt whatever. nobody ever. Yeah, yeah. They don't, You'd be hard-pressed to find stats for violent potheads. We just like, now you're promoting it to the kids that weed is cool, though. Heroin? Oh my fucking god! Okay, I could I could play a quote of you saying you seen the dumbest shit from, from people on that kind of shit. Yeah, you see the most fucked up shit. Yeah. Those are the people I'm that's gonna you. rob you. I'm with you. Those are the but people that's gonna, gonna, gonna call. No, I'm still no, that's not a gonna big call, but I'm still, yeah, but I'm still <laughs> not gonna call one person's fucking turn up like just because it ain't my turn up work because my turn up is bad to others too. I hope nobody's confusing this. Like, I hope none of the listeners is confusing it and thinking that Q is saying that it's okay to do heroin or crack or any fucking, like, I'm You're saying, saying it's all bad. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I won't, like, shit on another person because what's good for the goose. Like, bro, I don't, I wouldn't personally be homeless. But I know people who personally choose homelessness. I do too. I do too. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they choose it. And I'm like, hey, if that's good for you, bro, hey, do what you feel is best for you. Right. There's, there's actually some, like, Functional crackheads out there, bro. And if crack is your shit, do your shit. Right. Just because it ain't, it's good for... It to me, that would be my man, standard. That's my take on If it. you could be functional, I'm good with whatever you do. I feel that. But if it's affecting your job, if it's affecting your performance... Or your kids, or anything like that. But that's why I said. The teacher, you only know. You're talking about what his position, because you only know. He came out and told you. But how many people knew... Or into that, that's just like a closet drinker who get fucked up. Like, if you caught them in that moment, you're gonna look at them disgusted regardless. You see what I'm saying? If you yeah, caught that part if, of if shit, I don't ask, don't teacher, tell. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm just saying for all the other shits, if they holding it together, bro, you'll never know. You'll never. But the moment anybody slipping showing anything, if I showed up to the school to come pick up my daughter, bro, and I fucking walk up on the teacher and they fucking smell like mad, like a pal, I'm like, oh, hey, bitch, you gotta turn that down. Like, hey, I know I don't be, hey, I'm gonna feel some type of way regardless of whatever the fuck you want. I think he had a drug test coming up that he knew he was gonna fail that shit. So he wrote the article and just jumped out in front of that shit. I think we in a, uh, like, oh, shit. <laughs> like looking at is like really looking at like the constitution and policies and realizing how free they not well, and, that, and it's the efforts of being like the freest as possible because now you're realizing how much you really are controlling we're in that era right now where everybody putting everything under the microscope be like why can't I do drugs <laughs> <laughs> well there you have it everything should be on the table for everybody equally. Everything is real for discussion. And if Dr. Carl <laughs> has his I'm, way, I'm then we're all just going to be doing heroin and going to work and shit. He should come to Oregon. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> look, look, he already got everything he asked for. It's like, he wrote the book, Oregon, just move. There you go. go, relocate, send in, put in you. And how do you feel about that now? Because the very thing you fucking talking about, <laughs> there we go. Now look at that. Hope your kids don't go to school over in Oregon. Because the teacher might be banging hair on out of, uh, on the back end. Yeah. See, uh, like, it's the same. That's the whole point. He's going to be able to break down lines and you can't say nothing about this shit. <laughs>
episode 15. Thank you, Skylar Ray and Kayla. We appreciate you stopping by. That was a good interview. Definitely a good interview. Super rad. I'm good saying. vibes, cool people. Good energy. I'm with you. It was, um, a it was a vibe. Also, thank you to our listeners. Keep tuning in. Keep supporting the bando. My kids showed up at the end of the show. So my punk ass son is sitting here. Stop talking to him like that. <laughs> he said, look, they don't know that that's how we joke. <laughs> yeah, that they don't know that. They don't know that. Like, oh my god! Are you looking at me like that? Yo, I'll flip the oh table. My god. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> See, he ain't even saying nothing either. He's just sitting there trying to be quiet. He's too cool. I know. He's 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 he's, he's just like his dad. Yeah, he's a little you. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I don't know what I would I would say anyways. Okay, you don't know what he was saying anyways, but, but you heard you, you heard him say that. And, and my daughter's hiding from Kelly back there. That's how it be. Um new episodes dropping every Tuesday. Sorry to the viewers. I mean listeners. For the late one last week. Last week's show. As long as you keep listening. We'll keep them coming. It was Jermaine's fault. <laughs> Go. Stuck in the snow. Stuck in the snow. Episode 15, The Bando. Trap, trap, trap. Mm.